Everybody, this is Mark Marble, and I'm Jim Ford, and this is the Lantern Cast presents Pre-Birth, episode fourteen. We're back from the dead, much like our main character, <laughs> <laughs> looking for redemption. That's right. <laughs> trying, trying to trying to live down like the like the ten month absence or whatever it's been. Uh, well, you've had a busy year, so you have plenty of excuses. Natural excuses. <laughs> yes. Listen, I have plenty of excuses, and I still have plenty more lined up for episode 15, so don't worry. <laughs> but at least this is a good uh, subject matter. You probably, I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping you're, you're, the, the, initial, uh, the initial returns coming in from the polls that you gave before indicated that you were relatively happy with this storyline compared to some of the others we've done. Yeah, Mark, but you see, it's like with every passing hour, the uh, votes for the other way just seem to be coming out of nowhere. Yeah, in in a truck. (laughs) Oh, Florida. If we can't win an election, we'll steal one. That's that's it. Oh, well. Um, So we probably should tell people what we're actually doing. We are doing the Justice League of America, the JLA, and the Spectre two-part prestige format crossover. Soul War, which mm-hmm. is, let's see, what, what year was this? Nin- 2003. It's a soul war. Do Ah, yes. So we got uh, the writer, J.M. DeMatteis, once again. <laughs> but we got the penciler, Daryl Banks. Yes, which I, for some strange reason, before I cracked these open, I almost forgot – I had pretty much had forgotten that Daryl did do both of these issues, which was – it was a very pleasant surprise. <laughs> I would I would categorize it definitely as a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Yeah, and it was in 2003, so, you know, there was uh, a nice blast from the past. That is true, and and the and the artwork definitely helps. It definitely Daryl's work is always great to begin with, but based on a lot of the characters that he's using and some of the, he also obviously has some nice creative license with some of the designs of characters that were, and monsters that were being used in this book. So, I think that's pretty cool. Um, um, what you call it? Now the, with this coming out in two thousand three, that puts it a year before Rebirth. Yep. Right. So, so this was. This was in the no pun intended the twi- getting to the twilight era of uh, Hal as the Spectre as we, we were about to be, 
which is kind of where where the story ends. That kind of makes it sad, based on you know the, the 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 big ending, which was so relevant because shortly thereafter, that was kind of thanks to Jeff Johns <laughs> and JSA, they kind of flushed that straight down the straight down the toilet, making Hal move away from for for obviously for plot reasons, move, have, move having to move away from being the spirit of redemption and back to the spirit of vengeance, which was all part of the moving us towards where we went in Green Lantern Rebirth. So, uh, but yes, this is this was kind of like the, if you will, almost like the the peak of of Hal being the Spectre, not necessarily based on the overall quality of stories, but based on the most Hal-like the Spectre ever was. Because if for those that do remember that. Which they kind of, to be fair, I think they moved away from that really quickly. The idea that part of what Hal had to deal with in the beginning was that, supposedly, was that as he was seeking, trying to earn the power of the Spectre and kind of try to redeem himself, the fact was that nobody was really supposed to know who the hell he was. <laughs> or if they did, they forgot quickly after. It was like a momentary recognition, hey, it's, it's Hal, but then as soon as you know, Hal got out of Dodge, it's like, who was that? So they kind of moved away from that relatively quickly which i guess i can understand why because you wouldn't be able to have cool in a way because you wouldn't have stories like this you know you couldn't have a, a crossover like this and have it really be effective if, if if there wasn't that interpersonal dynamic we already knew that was there between all these characters good and bad how justice league members felt towards hal and vice versa um before we you want to read do you have the you have the digital so you do you have the back cover to this besides the front Yes. Okay. You wanna you wanna read that little blurb, maybe? Oh, oh, hold on. I mean, I have it in front of me. I just didn't want to steal your thunder since you're doing as you want. <laughs> the JLA and Hal Jordan, the Spectre, estranged since the tragic events of Emerald Twilight. Emerald Twilight, probably estranged since uh, Zero Hour. Right, but I think they're. I think they're just trying to make it since Hal went. He flipped his ring, but I guess, yes. Yeah. Uh, must combine forces, and actually, it's strange, yeah, like, they didn't even interact with him during Emerald Twilight. That is true. Nobody really, so. actually, technically nobody did, and Guy kind of, he got the, uh, what, Emerald Fallout, but that was still technically post-Emerald Twilight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, they must combine forces when an alien menace threatens the fabric of reality itself. Uh, also, not really true. Um, <laughs> but after all that's happened, can the JLA trust the near-omnipotent power of the Spectre? Acclaimed writer J.M. D- uh, really? Acclaimed writer J.M. baby. teams up with the artistic talents of Daryl Banks, well, that's true, and Paul Neary for JLA Spectre Soul War. Do 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 it. Oh yes. Good times. Uh huh. So okay. So uh, can, can we can we jump into this? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it's ironic that we're doing this now because this issue starts out with uh, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> no, she she's a little she is a little more oomph to her than Hillary Clinton though though she is. Dealing out a lot of uh, spiel, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we got the Afterlife Chronicles with Rachel DiCarlo. She's a uh, one of like a psychic medium kind of thing who, you know, puts people in contact with their dead loved ones, and all of a sudden, like 
everything starts swirling around the room, and we are introduced to the bad guys for this uh, this two part series, the Trans. Um, and we don't really learn much about them, just that they're you know they're they're here now. I think uh, yeah, they're speaking through them. Um, meanwhile, you know, we, we we switch over to Superman going up against a crystalline monster, which kind of looks like the monster from Frozen, like <laughs> a decade and a half before Frozen <laughs> ever came out. Copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah. And he he destroys the the monster, but he f- starts like to feel his like you know consciousness be dissolved, and the only thing that saves him is Superman is uh, Hal the Spectre, kind of like putting him back together again, and um, they deal with that. Then Batman is dealing with like a like an eyeball monster. <laughs> And then, you know, they're, they're trying to, like, they get it to his head, trying to take him, and Spectre helps him, too. Uh, uh, but you're, you're, not, you're, you're not saying how he's helping them. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, he's he's kind of merging with them to become, like, I guess, Spectre, Hal versions of them. Is that... I think that's, yeah, that's pretty much true. He's more or less kind of, they, they are merging, and he's kind of... You have these physical, you know, amalgams of of the Spectre and whichever hero he's merging with, and he's able to use their abilities and their, you know, so to defeat whichever opponent or this whichever monster each one has to square off against. I I will I will take a moment and point out that that eyeball monster, after Batman merges with the Spectre, like Daryl Banks draws it to look. Very reminiscent of like Kang and Kodos from The Simpsons. That is true. That is Love true. That. Um, and then you know it's the like the all the JLA are facing these kind of like giant creatures across the world. Spectre again is you know teaming up with all of them to save them, and you know they're all kind of like you know fighting this and trying to figure out what's going on. So they regroup on the moon. Um, and they're trying to figure out what's going on, and these things are st- like they're still going around the world, trying to absorb people. And um, this is when we we're, we discover that the trans, meanwhile, back with the psychics, now the trans has amassed like a few psychics, and they're basically from a different realm, and they have to speak through the mediums because they're the only ones that can, you know. Are close enough on the vibrational frequency kind of thing, so they uh, they take over them to enact their plan. Um, meanwhile, the they the JLA inspector come up with the idea that okay, well, if the specter merged with you know each of them individually to take out you know those different monsters, then if they all merged together, and I think this was Batman's plan, because he always has a plan. They all merged together into one giant, you know, like, conglomerate type thing, then, like, they should be able to, you know, beat these things much easier. Um, And, like, 
you know, they're they're doing pretty good, and then all of a sudden they're they're not doing pretty good. Like the thing becomes this conglomeration, like an evil version, and uh, they realize, okay, that's not working. And I think that's about the time where they realize that this thing's not actually like on a physical plane. Um, it's like from like the imagination realm, and it's like it's trying to take over the rest of the JLA through like a memory of the Spectre somehow, or it was like buried in his subconscious or something. I don't know. This is like JMD Matea, so <laughs> it's like you know, hang on for a bumpy ride in terms of it trying to make sense. But uh, somehow when the Spectre, like, touched this creature, it got to see, like, one of the universes that this thing had taken over, and it absorbs, like, the entire universe and, you know, consciousness and entire essence, basically, and uh, it consumes it till the point that there's, like, like, everything's still there, but there's also nothing there. Like, there's no... No minds, no souls, no you know, nothing's moving. Just their physical it's, bodies are left, essentially. Right, yeah. It's it's like a husk of everything that once was, and this thing has devoured all the rest of it. Um, so uh, the they come up with a new plan to kind of kill the the JLA and uh, put them in that you know. Um, that semi-dead state where, you know, like uh, people that um, have out-of-body experiences. And so that way they can all go into the imagination realm together and fight this thing on its own turf. Is that about, that about sum it up? There are things I want to touch on, but yeah, as far as an overall, an overview of, of where we left off and, and, and it, it, F with part one, I mean, uh, but it, it is it is cool that uh, some some of the individual there's, there's parts in this thing I want to touch upon based on, on like do, uh, quotes and dialogue, but I like right at the end, right before we get that big splash page and you know Hal's doing the narration and so feeding my own divine power through the machine, I focused my mind, steadied my heart, and killed the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> but his outstretched hand, and you can see like their skeletons in these in these tubes, and he's basically like, and their soul, the energy of their souls is pretty much flowing like into this, into and around the Spectre. That was that was pretty cool. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I. Even though I mean, some, the, the artwork obviously is really good in this. There's some really creative yes. monsters. Uh, I like the, I like the Hal merging with all the other characters, and I have to, even though it's something that shouldn't be super relevant. Maybe it's the emotional rea- impact it has on me. I still like the way when he's merging with Kyle. Oh yeah, that was that was the best. That, but to that point, I will also. Like point out that one of the things that I didn't like about the thing where they all merged together was that there was like essentially no Kyle in there. Hey, I'm trying to get to the page where you see the you see the artwork on this to see if there's what would be. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah unless. Unless one of the arm, unless one of the green arms is supposed to be, even though you would think that's John. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the arms are are John. The cape is the Spectre. Um, <clears throat> the boot. Is, I mean, you got a Wonder yeah, Woman boot and and or the skirt. Um, you know, they got the the, the blue tights. Um, the the gauntlets. I mean, I guess the gauntlets are no. That's that's more that's more Aquaman. It's Aquaman and Batman. Unless the, uh, yeah. like, you know, like it would have been one thing if, like, they if you know it was drawn with a Green Lantern ring, um, right. or if there was some sort of like noticeable black on him. But yeah, it's like the only noticeable black that I saw. Like there was a panel where I guess um, you see the bat symbol. The bat symbols underneath, like the Superman S that the green flame is coming out of. Right. So. But that that actually that actually is a pretty good catch that uh, there does not seem to be. Oh, you know where I'm one. Well, actually, I'm, no, I think it's just a, a one. I no, it's the ma- it's the mask. It's the Spectre's mask. It's got it's kind of got the. Oh. I just caught it on the, on the page when he's when he's holding his head before some of the old school gods show up. That that's you get a good look. He's kind of got a, a pseudo version, a combination of Hal's domino mask with Kyle's crab mask. That's that's wow. Good job, no, Daryl. Good job, Daryl. Yeah, that's a, that's a good catch by you and a damn good job by Daryl. Yeah, because I was looking at it, and it looked like it, first I noticed like the panel to the left of that when it looks like it's it's thicker and it's blockier, and then you realize yes, that's that's that was his little homage to uh to Kyle. Uh, what I did like when he as we were getting the initial combinations, which as we find out is the, dealing with the first wave of the trans and the second wave that they try to deal with when they all become one giant being. That I like Hal's narration t- talking about uh. Basically, especially his thoughts. We basically get this mostly to deal with just Batman and Superman. But I think it. But I like what he. There are some cool parts to that, like uh, when he's when he's holding Superman in his hand after he reconstitutes him, and he and he goes, uh, "When I was alive, my name was Hal Jordan. I was a hero, but not quite of Superman's caliber. No, the temptations of being a Green Lantern were too great for my fragile ego. I took a bite of the apple and fell." Mm-hmm. Far and fast and hard, that's how I became the Spectre, a spirit charged by God with the mission of redeeming the world, and with a little luck, a little grace, myself. So. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. That was really good. And then when he merged with Superman, like the costume was like perfect. Yes, and then using the pseudo heat vision. Yeah, yeah. Now that that was great. I think I think the the Batman one didn't really hit home with me only because like I don't I don't believe that 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 Bruce Wayne is you know the true one there you know like Batman is the man right you know Bruce is the 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 secret identity gotcha you know, the the alternative you know at the you know he he puts on Bruce Wayne as a mask Batman is the actual you know, driver of the the two of them. That is but, true. Uh, that's another good point. That that's but that that's kind of like something that different writers you know do differently. So, I mean, I, I'll I'll cut them a little bit of slack, but personally, my preference is not to go that way. 
I don't know if that's actually something that was in the Batman Bible, though. Yeah, that is true. Um, I also think that I like when we get that double, like that double splash page when uh, he's Aquaman and he's Kyle and he's dealing and Wonder Woman and all the stuff. That I like the fact that they're kind of they're kind of cutting to the crux of what a lot of this issue is about. That talking about his relationship with the Justice League and how how basically they're fueling the you know the seeds of doubt there. The idea that there's that there's members of the Justice League that still had their doubts, and he's still wondering whether they are he had erased those. And I also like the part that, which is kind of, is that we kind of get this right in the middle. Right in the middle, we get a double splash page where Hal is kind of like floating aimlessly and kind of lost, which we don't, which is out of, which is really not in current. It's in current continuity in the sense that it's in the story, but it's not going in chronological order. We don't actually understand what that is until we yeah. get to the second book. That happened a couple of times, and that was really weird. Yes. Once I, you get- I feel like that was like a, a, a problem with the actual comic. Well, they, they don't make it completely clear. The only thing that makes it clear before you get to issue two is right when he's – the uh, monologue, the, the internal monologue when – when it finishes up. So I sip through all the whirling yesterdays and find strange, com- strange comfort in remembering after he's already told us that he's basically going to be de- basically D de- or unconstituted at some point. You know, he won't be able to hold himself together and his memories are going to start fading. And then we, that's when we cut to yeah. the meeting on the moon, which is, which is interesting onto itself because every, the people that don't trust Hal, which essentially are mostly Aquaman and uh, Batman, that they really, they both kind of like rip into him for for being either egotistical or, or arrogant or uh, grandstanding. A, a lot of that is is part of their plan, or part of their the way they approach uh, Hal. So they, uh, it's interesting that Hal he's trying to get the point across to the Justice League that yes, we we beat them for now. Yeah. But number one, he can't find. He really can't find where they are. He can't locate them. They're basically being, they're they're hiding from him, and they shouldn't be able to do that. And, and they try to explain it away by, well, you're just kind of learning. You're only beginning to discover your power. <laughs> that kind of that kind of thing. And it's like, well, I don't think that's really. And, and Hal acknowledges that's true, but he, nah, I don't think. I don't think that's really what's going on here. And the fact that this, you know, this is just the first wave, and. I do like when Batman had, comes up with the plan that more or less that to merge them all together. Batman's the one who says, "Well, I'll be the run. I'll be the one running the show." <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you will. Yeah, and, and Kyle kind of comments on that, going, "Well, let me get this straight. We're not supposed to trust Hal, but we are supposed to trust Batman, the guy who keeps secret files on how to kill us." <laughs> yeah. Um, I the one the yeah, the thing that stuck out to me in this whole scene. Was and in a few scenes, you know, this this is like a trend throughout <clears throat> the way that um, Kyle is written. It's like you know, it's like he's still like a super rookie, and now this would have been like at the tail end of his own series, yep. you know, let alone all the JLA stuff that he had been through. Like you know, like he like he's an amateur rookie who is still learning the ring. Like no. He wasn't. He wasn't at that point. You know, it's almost like Timoteus. Like, okay, well, I read the first issue with Kyle, and I'm just going to assume that he stayed like that and had no growth whatsoever in any of these books. Well, I mean, there, there is there is some of that, 
But there's also, but Kyle also plays an important role in Hal, obviously, because of Hal's relationship with Kyle. You kind of get a little bit, you kind of get a little bit more. Uh, what's go and you also with the Spectre. He he's the one who kind of. Well, not not exclusively. I think I mean maybe John helped put this together too. But the idea that once we realize that they're not again the once we realize they're not really in the physical plane that they're in a a thought plane the imaginal is what they call it that the reason why a lot of the things that they're they're fighting basically are like old gods and myths and things like that and uh, and that does factor in into the end too but but they're also hinted that here that in a way. The Justice League is being held is also held up in regard in such high regard like that too. That our society, our world, the, you know, the, the DC universe basically sees the Justice League in that same vein, which gives them power, but also makes them vulnerable to uh, you know what the uh, what the trans want to do. <laughs> uh, we should talk. You want do you want to wait to the end to talk about the name? <laughs> um. I mean, it's it, nowadays it's probably a little problematic to have your villain be called the trans. Yeah, but it, it, it is a it is a perfectly horrible name in the to, to be revisiting a story in our current environment. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really a great name back then either. But no, it's 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 an it's an odd name, but it it would it, you'd catch a lot more hell from it now in 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 the in the PC woke era that we live in now. Uh, one thing, one thing uh, about when they all about to merge together at the end via dying, quote unquote, or almost dying, when the fact that Batman, op- you know, and and how uh, first of all, I like the fact that Hal gets pissed at Batman. That they're talking about merge- merging together, when Hal kind of makes us, you know, Hal's the one kind of making the suggestion that uh, that's this is the, this is what we should do. And John, uh, John Jones seems to be pretty much on board with this. But Batman's like, "What? You're gonna kill us?" It's like, uh, "It's like, how do we? Is this the best strategy? How do we know that Hal's not blah blah blah?" And before and his thought kind of his uh, before he can finish his thought, Hal kind of rips into him. It's like, like it's like you know, we've shared consciousness like three times, like three friggin' times now. Have you even sensed even one iota, you know, of uh, dishonesty or deceit on my part? Yeah. And Hal just kind of rips into him and. He, and and Batman kind of realizes that he's got a valid point, but it's Batman, so he's so he's not going to apologize. <laughs> but he's, he basically to come up with a compromise that the person who's going to be in charge of this merger, who's basically also going to help keep everything t- together, all these souls working together along with Hal, is going to be Kyle, which is partially because of, I think, and as, as Batman describes it, it's like, I'm too suspicious of you, Jordan. The others are too trusting. Kyle hasn't got our personal history. He's more objective. Plus, and he's got the ring. If anything can be used against you if things go wrong, the ring is it. And the fi- like the three-time Kyle goes, who me? Who me? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, 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 like, that was a thing. It's like, okay, well, you know, we're going to play it up so that Kyle will be the focus. It's like, but we also want to tear him down a little bit, you know. But, by not having the self confidence in himself to take on something like this. Well, true, but to be fair, that is in that is in Kyle's character. Kyle real, especially if you go back long, if you go back, and well, the, yeah, yeah, if you go back. But that's I mean, my but point. I mean fairly. But I mean, go back to you go back to how we started, and you look at most the majority of the time. 
Kyle has always had the only time I would say Kyle has maybe never had self doubt is when he was Ion the, the original Ion. But even when he was the white, remember, even when he was White Lantern, he had doubt because he was he he doubted himself a lot a lot of times. So I don't think I think that's part of it's part of what makes Kyle relatable, but it's also what's kind of always made it questionable how when push came to shove, if you were going to have a showdown of will. How Kyle would do if it was just everybody had equal power. It all came down to will, whether how Kyle would do because he has always kind of doubted himself. I get what you're saying, and I think that's true, considering where we are in the run. But but uh, but based on the circumstances, I mean that's a lot of pressure for for Kyle. I mean he's, I mean first of all he's the failsafe against the Spectre if essentially the entire Justice League is dead <laughs> because Hal would have killed them. <laughs> when. I mean, like, to me, it's like, okay, it is a lot of pressure, but it's like, you know, they're also kind of playing it for comedy relief. Yeah, well, uh, there's, there's no, yeah, there's no Who, doubt me? they're playing it Who, for comedy. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> the third, yeah. the third yeah. time. Shut up, Kyle. Yeah. But. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's, it's like one step away from Batman, like, backhanding him, and it's like, get a hold of yourself, man. <laughs> or, or, or smoking the bandit, shut your ass. <laughs> Uh, but I like okay. the, I I like the first issue though. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I I love the art. Um, overall, it was a pretty well. It was a very good Spectre story. Yes, comparatively speaking. <laughs> um, it's like you know, Dimitrius definitely, obviously had to rein in his insanity because he was working with the JLA. And, Needed to make it semi-approachable for other people. That is true. So it also shows that that under the right circumstances, that he could he, he could kind of walk that fine line with what he wanted to do with this character, and still be able to wrap it into maybe something more accessible for other for other readers and more appealing to, to a different audience. But. As we know, as we pretty much when we do go back, which will be whenever we do the next pre-birth after this, when we get back to what's going on in, in the series, that we kind of know we're at kind of we're fast approaching the point where the wheels really come off the train. <laughs> as far as dealing with some really weird, I mean, even more weird stuff than we've dealt with already. But there were, but there at least there were some memorable issues, like in the first half of that run, some really good issues, and of course the uh, Legends of the DCU that set it up. And the first in JLA 35, and the, you know what Green Lantern 119, I think it was with the crossover with Kyle and that ish, and that book, that. But the soul, but this, I think this storyline to me might be, it might be the the last. And again, from a time perspective, I I forget what year we're, we're in back in like the with, the with the last issue we did, but I'm, it's pretty, probably safe to say it came before this. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I think that this is probably the most, in the latter part of the his time as the Spectre, this is probably the best story, I think, that they did with Hal as the Spectre. He had some cool, you know, he showed up in some cool moments, obviously. We know he showed up, like, in, in the, fla- in, in, was it the Flash, like, 200 or something with Wally? And Barry showed up too briefly when he showed up in that, and and of course the memorable stuff with uh, with Ollie when Kevin Smith was bringing Green Arrow back. So yeah. so those which are all cool things, but as far as an overall just pure Spectre story, certainly compared to what we get for the majority of the second stage of the book, I think I think the Soul War is 
Creme de la creme, baby. <laughs> now I'm thinking of the the chess song. <laughs> One night in Bangkok. Ah yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get chess. The creme to the creme. Yeah, we'll get a show with everything but Jules Brenner. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, find that song. Um, uh. So okay. Roll into issue two. Okay, so with issue two. I started it, I was reading it, um, I was very tired, so I made it some of the way in, and then just, I, my my brain couldn't really wrap itself around what was going on anymore. So, I can, I, I'll, I'll be able to discuss this one to some extent, but, <laughs> but in, in a good way, I'll actually be, you know, really riveted to your, uh, your, your review of it. <laughs> well, that, that, well, that puts a lot of pressure on me because, because on one on one level, I actually think <clears throat> I do actually think this issue is somewhat more confusing than the first issue. Well, yeah, that's yeah, I would 100% agree on that one. Yeah, I think this this issue is a little harder to just go. Uh, not that we really did that with the first, but it's a lot harder to uh, kind of go, you know, page by page by page. So I'll I'll, I'll do what I'll do what I can to wrap to try to do justice to the story no pun intended so we begin so part two kind of begins with uh what's her Hillary face Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton again <laughs> DiCarlo Rachel DiCarlo here and uh basically she and these and these other the other psychics here were there's what six total right these six were these dimension and six were their advanced guards so I'm assuming she is yes six humans so all these psychics are being the trans have taken over and are using basically as conduits and they're more or less setting them up almost to be like like living satellites above the earth to try to channel all this psychic or in this imaginary you know soul energy but not Rachel Rachel because she is the most powerful of them all and arguably but this is not proven at all. But arguably, she may be the only, if not she, the, if she's not the only legitimate, true, you know, medium that she's definitely the most powerful of the group. So they, that they have another mission for her, and that mission is they basically are sending her to the moon because they kind of have a, are catching, catching a, you know, uh, the drift of what the JLA is trying to do. So to the moon, Rachel. That's right. Humana, humana, humana. So we pick up exactly where we left off, where you know Hal is basically channeling all the energy from the the Justice League and, the, and this machine that they built and all their tubes. Now they took away the dramatic effect of seeing them in skeletons, but that was a great way to end the last issue. Yeah. <laughs> Too much juice. So uh, so Hal basically so Hal's absorbing their energy or channeling it, focusing it, and we have a very interesting uh. Panel where you see them all kind of like floating in this white space, and you see different like you see like uh, an ankh, and you see all, all all these different symbols. You see a lot a lot of stuff related to the brain, obviously, you got it, but a lot of religious symbols. And you have, which makes sense because as the description says, as they emerge into as they emerge into the imaginal from the earth plane, they were actually passing through the collective unconsciousness of humankind. A cosmic sea of symbols and archetypes, dreams and ideas made manifest. So, which is kind of an off, just another variation of what we saw last issue with with the a lot of the, the creatures they were they were dealing with. So, Wally ends up kind of like ha- 
having a little more more overload than anybody else. Not and they said not because he was any more fragile. It's just that the others had been basically less. He was less accustomed to the more extreme aspects of reality, which is the way Hal describes it. So, essentially, more or less, maybe because Wally has less to do with it, like like the psychic plane. Though I guess you could try to make the case uh, the speed force is could be an equivalent thereof. <laughs> but the, but some of the other, but obviously characters like John and John Jones and characters like that are going to be much more able to conceptually deal with the plane, let alone have to deal with the actuality of being there. Uh, Kyle's Kyle actually is uh, – th- this part's kind of funny. When uh, Kyle's, Kyle's able to do better – so here, here's your Kyle moment. Kyle's able to do better than almost anybody else, and he doesn't quite get why at first, and Hal just kind of says to him, because Batman was right in choosing you to be the League's controlling consciousness here. You more than anyone here – except me, of course. I like that <laughs> – Understand the power of will and imagination. As a Green Lantern, you know the mind can master and control energy, shape it, mold it. This entire universe, in quotes, Kyle, is a power ring. I'll be your conduit, but you have to use the power to guide your friends back. And Kyle pretty much does exactly that. And then, and then Hal gives him his nice compliment. There's not a lantern in all the universes. I like the fact that he says universes, including me, who could have done a better job. And Hal's like, I mean, Kyle's like, yeah, well, really? <laughs> Yeah. So, once again, you know, I, I I take issue with that. This is this is like yeah, this is definitely this is after the whole ion thing. He he created his own ring. <laughs> I mean, well, he he mod he modified it. He changed well, he changed mean, he, know, he changed the thing. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. Honestly, honestly, after the whole ion thing, I would think that he probably has a pretty good idea of what willpower is. Maybe a little bit better than even now. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. From from the perspective of being of being able to 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 deal with it, uh, I, I I would tend I would tend tend to agree with that. Uh, uh, so before I, you continue, I just wanted to also point out that I love the way that the ring is drawn on Kyle's hand in this uh, page. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really it, the ring does it is quite effective, and I, and it and I. You could like feel like the, the the substance and the weight of it too, which I really like. I mean, it's I mean not like you never can, but it's for something some for some reason you just it just feels more powerful just the way it's designed and the way it's sitting on yeah. on on his finger. Uh, we you know we ha- we um, we have like a whole double splash page of everybody seeing different doorways into other worlds, um, mind and matter through. Mind and matter, thought, manifestation are one here, and so our friends' unconscious minds are creating individual realities, whole universes of the psyche. So I like the, so I like the fact that on the bottom of the page you see all like the Justice League, like in, in the like the embryonic position there, and then, uh, but yet you're seeing them. They're all basically in their own mind's eye, seeing different things. Like Superman's like back on Krypton with his parents and. Things like and and John's back on Mars and thing. So I I do I do kind of. I do kind of like that, uh, mm-hmm. and and even Hal, even Hal is not immune because even Hal momentarily drifts away to just being you know a man flying a plane again, uh, and you know Batman, you know Bat, you know. So th- this is where it, this is kind of where it gets kind of gets weird as <clears throat> as as 
the Spectre is trying to focus everybody to what's, you know, once he attunes myself to their specific vibration as he's trying to track the trans, that, you know, Plastic Man, who we barely even mentioned it is so far. It's like, and I'm here too. Yes, which is kind of, I guess, it's kind of appropriate we did that because that is kind of like almost a joke running throughout the whole thing that he's such an afterthought, at least yeah. as far as Hal's concerned. Uh, that he keeps trying to get Hal's attention. It's like, not now, not now. It's like, O'Brien, will you please leave me alone? It's like, over there, stupid. He creates a big sign out of himself to point at, for Hal. And we yeah. see, like, this really, this meat-looking cyborg, which actually kind of looks like what, now that I'm, I knew it reminded me of something. It reminded me of, did you read, when they had that three-issue Eradicator miniseries, when it was like the, Con, the what, the Connor, Doctor, the Connor Eradicator. Did you read that? Um. Back in the day, well, the, well, the, vil- the the villain that he ended up fighting at the end when it reconstituted itself kind of looked almost exactly like this, almost like a meat, almost like a like a in, like an inverse cyborg kind of thing, a meat cyborg where like this, what the bones are like on the outside, and the, I mean this is a little more evenly split because you just have some bones on the hand and you see the ribs and stuff, but that's what it re- that's what it kind of reminded me of. It's like we are the trans, and basically they you know they they engage in combat. Because they, they just do what they do best, you know, or what they're used to doing. So they so they basically fly off and try to deal with them physically, and that really, really, really doesn't work too well. Now we go back to Hal floating aimlessly, which, we again, we don't quite understand what's going on in here. I'll just read this real quick. Uh, How long have I been here drifting through this non-place pulled by the currents of oblivion towards a whirlpool of non-existence? Perhaps forever, perhaps less than an instant. All I know is soon the pull of the vortex will be too powerful to resist. Soon I'll cease to exist. No body, no soul, not alive, not dead, dissolved in an ocean of nothing. Is it any wonder that as I fade, that I, is it any wonder then that as I face the end of all that I am, I cling to the memories of the best that I've been? So now we go back to you know to them fighting this meat cyborg version of the trans. And uh, everybody, uh, Plaz, Plaz really gets screwed up here, and Superman ends up, you know, taking this guy out. Seemingly, Hal uses some of his uh, Spectre presence energy to heal uh, Plastic Man. I like, I like that with his little wings behind him as he's healed. <laughs> um, and now, now we find out that pretty much uh, the tr- this really wasn't the trans. This was just literally, you know, the. Tr- that entity wasn't the trans. That was a single thought in its mind, and then you know, you know, Green Lantern kind of had the answer, and it's like uh, basically the fight. It's like the entire. In, this is where it really gets weird. Like the entire cosmos was the trans. The group mind had fused with the imaginal realm, expanded the parameters of its being, and become one with it. We were trapped inside a living universe. Uh, we. Now the book cuts back to the other five psychics that are basically the trans as human channels, and you know they're basically they're using the psychic antenna. They would you know downstep uh, the trans frequency to meet the lesser vibration of humanity's consciousness, and they're basically broadcasting that frequency across the planet. And in a matter of minutes, the trans you know the trans their channels and every living being on our world would melt, merge into all earthly limitation, all earthly individuality would be absorbed into that infinite, unyielding union. Uh, Hillary Clinton DiCarlo <laughs> arrives at the JLA watchtower and finds all the bodies there, so you know that's not going to be good. Uh, all these weird trans... 
you know, the Cosmos versions of the trans, all these different things basically are attacking the Justice League. You know, they're trying they're trying to deal with it. Uh, Wonder Woman Wonder Woman is trying to help keep Superman together because they keep playing you know they they keep playing head games with the Justice League and they play, try to keep into their very soul. Uh, even you know even John even John's basically being unable to uh, to resist this. <clears throat> the only the only one who seems to be able to resist is Batman, and more or less it's like you know the the, the trans is kind of trying to play more or less say you know you you know you, your friends are going to go pretty much they're going to die, you know unless you give up, you know doesn't your species you know basically your struggling suffering species isn't it time that they basically new peace. And Hal's narration goes back to, in that moment, the floodgates opened between the imaginal and the physical universes. The absorption of the Earth had begun. Uh, DiCarlo, back on the moon, pretty much starts destroying the machine. And they feel it. The Justice League starts feeling it That at that moment that uh, basically their time is running out because their physical bodies are being cut off from basically their souls. Um so at this point, uh, Hal, as the Spectre, kind of he kind of like uses he uses the energy. He doesn't do anything to stop the psychics from uh, connecting to humanity, but he uses his own divine power to use to use them as that conduit. And basically, what he does is he, he it's almost like he goes he play, plays off something we talked about before. How the Justice League is kind of like viewed and held in such high regard nowadays, and almost in, in as far as a form of myth, and he kind of uses that he kind of uses that energy to kind of help channel and refocus and kind of like reconstitute and liberate the Justice League. Uh, at this point, <clears throat> it's uh, this is kind of like a really it's like a, one of those it's not really a pyrrhic victory, but it's certainly a very non-decisive victory because the trans kind of like. They, they pretty much, uh, as Hal says, how, but how could they possibly stand against the power of myth? And as the trans kind of realize they've been defeated, they point out the fact that do not gloat. You know, it's like, they, they, we've been defeated, but we dwell sim- simultaneously in, in, in all time and beyond all time. So more or less that uh, we will always, it's like, we're going to be back again, pretty much. Which, unfor- unfortunately for them, and based on their name, they haven't been back and they probably won't be. <laughs> Yeah. Not anytime soon, but uh, after everybody thinks that they've won, all of a sudden there's a there's uh, damage being done to the Justice League, and that and they seem to be all in pain. And we find out that that's because now they've hit critical mass with them being separated from their bo- their souls from their bodies. And Hal arrives at the Watchtower. He realizes that the, you know. I like I like when DiCarlo's trying to say I tried to resist them I did but they were too and Hal just goes shuts up and he blasts her across the room. <laughs> I ain't got time for your shit, woman. Hal uses some of his own divine power, more or less, to uh, as he says, that's what I gave them my heart and my immortal soul. I gave them not just my life but my very existence. For you see, not even the Spectre can raise the dead, not without paying a price, and that price was all that I am. So basically he used his own power, he used his own part of his own soul to, to put the uh, Justice League's souls back in their bodies, but that sent Hal into that aimless floating place that we've seen in the last two issues. Uh, wonder, everybody wants to, almost everybody wants to bring, try to make an attempt to bring Hal back, uh, except for Batman. 
at first. Uh, Batman doesn't really give a shit. Uh, so DiCarlo, as a, as the medium, is going to try to be uh, the con- the conduit. Kyle uses his ring to basically make, make a power ring crystal ball to gather all their energy together. Through DiCarlo, they kind of see Hal floating aimlessly, but all of a sudden they break contact. And, we, and as we find out, there were you know it should have worked bringing him back, but it didn't work. And basically, you know, there was a weak link. And everybody looks at Batman, <laughs> and Batman admits that you know it's like I can I, I can give what I don't have, as in faith. Talking about faith and Hal, it's like the Hal I knew and respected, the Hal I called a friend, died a long time ago. Let him stay dead. And John points out, don't you understand, it's not death that claimed him, but absolute non-existence, spiritual obliteration. And all of a sudden, and something I, I did leave out before, that uh, before before Batman was about, when he was under psychic attack, uh, Batman kind of, Hal gave Batman a parting gift, as he described it, just in case he, he didn't get to see him before. I see him again, I should say. And at this moment, that, that kind of like, that psychic gift that he put in Hal's Hal put in his head kicks in full force to Bruce, and Bruce basically has a is reunited with uh, the essence of his parents. And from everything that we we're supposed to read in this book, that this is true. It's not like a mirage or anything. That he's actually literally having a moment with these you know the souls of his parents. Uh, so we cut back to the Watchtower. You know, Batman's like come out of this vision. This encounter, he says thank you, and now he's that. Now he's all pumped. It's like, a, let's go get safe Hal, and they, they they channel Hal, and Hal partially comes back, but it's not really working. And you know, Batman. This is one of the cooler parts of the whole thing. Batman just says, uh, "It says if we can't reach if we can't reach him, it's because he's still clinging to his guilt and shame. It's because he believes he deserves." An eternity of non-existence. Well, I don't. Jordan, I don't. Listen to me. I was wrong about you. You were the best. You were the brightest among us. And when you fell, it rattled me. And it made me wonder, if a man as decent as and as good as you could go wrong, what hope was there for the rest of us? But I see now that one of the reasons you were reborn as a specter was to give us all hope. I see now that you're more of a hero than ever, and you're coming back to us. Do you hear me? And after he says that... Uh, Hal's able to come through, and he and he reconstitute himself back in our world. As soon as he gets back, Batman starts to say, "Listen, Hal, what I just said," and Hal cuts him off and says, uh, "Don't tell me it was a clever manipulation. You didn't mean that." And Batman says, "Actually, I meant every word. Welcome home." And he actually, sh- Batman and the Spectre actually shake hands. There's a slight grin on Batman's face, and Wally points, "Hey, what do you know? Bats is smiling, almost." And Hal says, and almost is good enough for me. The end. <laughs> okay. It's the ending of this story that always has stuck with me. Yeah, I don't... I don't remember it. I don't remember re- if I if I read it. I don't remember if I read both issues back then. Uh, this might have slipped by me. Yeah, but considering how, considering in a way because the whole ever since zero hour since the whole dynamic between Hal and Bruce has been so skewed, and that even when he came back, even excuse me, even when he came back as the Spectre, you know the Batman was always on his guard and everything else. So even though again, unfortunately, based on good for us because of what we got in Rebirth, but bad, but bad for uh, temporarily bad for Hal as the Spectre. 
that it was this this was nice that they had this moment that you had the that obviously overall Hal was never re, you know as the Spectre was never truly redeemed though he did a lot but he he did he was redeemed in Bruce's eyes and obviously that was something deep down that even though Hal as he talks about in the first issue when he's talking about Batman that you know there were lots of times when he didn't even like Bat- Bruce and that they really were at odds a lot of times you obviously he respected Bruce. Especially, even in this whole story, they play up how strong Bruce Wayne's willpower is. Yeah. Uh, the fact that getting Bruce Wayne's approval now, especially after ev- finally after everything Hal had done to this point to show that, hey, you can trust me, that obviously you know that meant something to Hal. Even if there wasn't those little bubbles, the word, the dial- thought bubbles at the end, uh, you would know just by the look on Hal's face that that it meant a lot to him. Um. The uh, the standouts on the art to me were uh, the, uh, the that ring panel that I I already mentioned, um, and uh, on that double page spread with all like the different weird icons and everything where they're in the imagination. Yes, I love how Wonder Woman basically looks like she's doing a Spider Man pose. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's uh, <clears throat> that's great. Um, and the Wicked Witch of the West thing for Plastic Man. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I mean, you know, once again, the the art, um, I think, is the, you know, the real hero here. Um, there were some cool parts. I mean, you know, seeing uh, Plastic Man go up against that, you know, meat creature, um was pretty cool uh, you know that that was well, it was a great visualization but you know it was also pretty neat to see um yeah I mean I I don't know I, I like it's a tougher it's a tougher issue to get a handle on I think for issue one was issue one had some deep stuff in it but I think it was a lot more straightforward and a lot less there were lots of stuff thrown at you in this issue yeah yeah I, that that's that's 100%. Like, the first one, the first one, yeah, you got some concepts, but by and large, it's like, it was still kind of grounded in reality. I mean, by design, because they weren't even going into the Imaginarium, whatever, until the second issue. You know? So, yes, that issue is more grounded in reality, and it's written as such. This one, they go into, like, you know, the dream you know, not, not the dream world, the imagination world, um, and it's just like I, I don't, I don't even know. My brain couldn't process it. In fact, I was listening to you do your recap, and my brain still couldn't process it. It's just, it just, you know, it kind of shuts down during that, the whole portion. I'm still not really sure how this ends. Yeah. I mean, aside from like, aside from like the, you know, the Batman scene at the very end. No, I know what you um, mean. How they win, pretty much. It's just yeah, it, I just it, yeah. It, it's almost like it's almost like they're using. It's almost like how use their their ability to pull power from other people's minds and thoughts out of people's minds. It's almost like he used it against them. I think by focus by trying by essentially trying to have the most like the, more or less humanity focusing on the Justice League, so that actually gave power to the actual physical Justice League as opposed to f- feeding it directly to the trans. I think that's kind of sort of what was supposed to happen, uh, or what did happen. Uh, this is actually an issue, to be fair. Uh, that, and again, Jim is correct. Even reading the issue, 
you have to go slow or else you can miss a lot. But doing a a verbal recap of this issue doesn't doesn't for, on, on any level doesn't really do it justice because I think if you reading it would make it's less confusing if you read it than I think if you hear it. But I could be wrong. Maybe maybe it, it was less confusing. I don't know. I mean, I, listen, I'm also very tired. So I know. That's, I'm, I'm just saying in no, general. I, I'd, I'd be I'd be curious if if people actually. If people out there actually have read the story or they do read the story, but and then whether you thought that it was actually more straightforward than you just by reading it or or listening to us talk about it, I, I like that I like that and that double page spread in the imaginal too. I kind of like how Superman kind of almost looks like Kurt Swan Superman there, uh, a little bit. And if you look at his face, uh, not entirely, but a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he could also probably pass for the, um, the Wahaha Justice League. Because it's very, um, like, I guess, em- emotive. True. So, yeah, I mean... But there are, as always with these, with these Spectre stories, there's some, uh, some deep stuff. They always touch. I, they always touch on deep stuff. Whether it always works or not, it's another story. The um, <clears throat> the various imagination worlds that they were uh, generating um, when they went in there. Yes. You know, you pointed out the one with Superman and the Martian Manhunter. The one that I liked the best, though, was the Batman's. The one that was obviously Batman's, where it's uh, the. Joe Chill. It's Joe Chill, um, who I guess is also the Joker in this this timeline. Probably, I'm not sure if it, if specifically he was, but yeah, because I mean, well, he's got like the purple suit on, so you know, it's basically like it's the Joker getting killed instead of his parents, you know, and the Joker before he became the Joker. Like that's Batman's perfect universe. So, and Wonder like Woman, that. I assume, is flying with that Steve Trevor. I'm assuming it had to have been, and her mom probably. Uh, and the Amazon's coming to the world of men, or Themyscira actually being in the world of men. Right. Uh, I don't understand with uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. I mean, clearly, like he has a hand, so there's that. But uh, I don't know who the giant merman is supposed to be. Whether that's actually him or not, I'm get. I would ha- just without knowing that much about what was going on with with uh, Aquaman in general. Can we maybe it's his father? I mean, I, it's possible, <clears throat> but in in as as far as I know, Aquaman's origin has always been that the father was is, or, the, is human. Yeah, the human. He was the lighthouse keeper. Oh, maybe that's Poseidon. But I'm still not sure what it would mean if it was Poseidon. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that. That. To be fair. Uh, to be fair. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't quite know the, the significance of that one, which is one of the reasons I did not touch upon that one. I'm not gonna lie. I, that one was. That one was. To, uh, of all of them, that was the only one that was a. Uh, I was kind of lost with. Hmm. <clears throat> but. Not, not a big Aquaman guy, I must admit. But so you, so did you like the story overall? Um, from 
from what I got out of it, I definitely enjoyed this more than, like, I would say 90% of the series. <laughs> and that's, that's pro- and to be fair, I laugh, but that's probably I, – I don't know if I would go 90% just because there were only like 27 issues in this series. So I, and I probably would pick out at least <laughs> – so I probably would pick out at least six or seven issues which were good, including like there's an – there's probably at least an arc or two that's good, like when we did. Uh, and better than this? No, uh, better than this. I think. Like I said, like I, I think that this was better than ninety percent of the regular series. Well, let's see. Off the top of my head, obviously the Two Face and the Parallax issues I really liked. Yeah. Um, I think that first issue with uh, Stigmanus, the first arc with Stigmanus, with the one when they might have killed when they killed off Hal's brother or whatever. I think that arc wasn't bad. Uh, so that, that's what I'm trying to think in my head, how, how many actual arcs I really liked, and then that that, that could change it. But you pro- overall, you, you're, no matter what, I would agree with you that you're in the ballpark. Because uh, there's, there's, probably, there's probably only five or six max issues out of that 27 that stand out as being really good issues, or really yeah. memorable issues. Most right. of which, as we said already, we, we have already covered from that series. I mean, the Spectre and Two-Face ones, especially the Two-Face one, because the, two, the Spectre is cool because, I mean, the Parallax one is because it's Parallax. A version, not really, it's the Jokerized version of Parallax, but it's cool. But, you know, but the, the Two-Face one is because the Two-Face one is really super deep. And, yeah. And, and yeah. the artwork, because it's Hamilton, not surprising, yes. a lot of the best artwork in that book was right. was Hamilton. The best issues were done with by you know, but like probably obviously luck of the draw because De Mateus wrote all the, wrote the issues, so it's just. But they had I think they had greater impact to me, for me and maybe for you because it was Hamilton doing that. Uh, but the two face the two face one may very well be the best issue of the book. Right, and that's yeah, that's between that and uh, like some other stuff that I don't quite remember. But that's why I give it a little bit of leeway with that. Right. 10%, that top 10% that I think might edge this out. But yeah, no, this this was, from what I got from it, it was good. Um, and at some point, I'm going to go back and finish this and try and wrap my head around it. Um, I, I'm sure it's not quite as, you know, difficult to follow as I'm making it out to be right now, but um, I, I, I kind of I understand... Where we know what you're saying as far as how they how they were able to eventually save the day, but you know once again it's one of those Spectre you know finales. <laughs> it's where everybody had to use positive thoughts and you know the mental mumbo jumbo from the combined universes and blah 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 blah. You know. Oh, speaking of speaking of which, there was some there was there was something I really liked about. Then you kind of just. While you were saying what you did, it just uh, jogged my memory because I thought it was really cool when I caught it when I was re- reading it in issue two, but I, but I almost forgot to mention it. When they're on that page with the Imaginal when they first cross into it, Hal yeah. says, John was correct. I had driven the, le- the leaguers out of their bodies and into a realm of energy and imagination where emotions were colors, where thoughts had texture. So I like the where emotions were colors, which obviously is nice for oh. Shaq. Which is awesome foreshadowing for something nobody would have ever imagined at the time. <laughs> I, 
I so that that when I reread that, it's like, oh, I mean, there's no way it meant anything at the time other than the general concept where you know you you were literally, you were literally putting something physical to the you know a concept like emotion. But now we know obviously right. that now we can look at it and go, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, he knew the whole time. Well, well Jeff Johns could have read this. We don't know. <laughs> well, you know, well there was um. The stuff that Jeff Johns had written early on with the Spectre, that oh yeah, like, that's right. It that's seemed, true too. It did seem to foreshadow things like that. That's true too, and I think we talked, and I think uh, even some of the stuff with uh, oh actually, if it wasn't in the beginning of the De Matea series, I think it was in the uh, the the Legends of the DCU arc, the Destroyer Worlds arc. I thought we picked up on some stuff related to colors. And stuff like that too. I think it might have been yeah. in that arc. Like uh, he was, he was, uh, he would specifically, you know, point out like hope and compassion and love, and you know, and it, them being like the positive aspects. Yeah, no, there was definitely stuff when. Uh, no, that was. Um, that was when Hal became the Spectre, I believe. It was that series. The, the, oh, the Judge. Day of Judgment, Judgment Day, yeah, whatever it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, was you're. Fair. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's a. That's true. There, there, there were. There were things in that too. Uh, but I think. So. But, but we, but. Now, obviously, we look at the stuff with like a fine tooth comb, just, just more or less, just uh just because it's interesting, not because, I, not because it yeah. ever was really. I mean, obviously, anything Johns wrote. Reg- Anything Johns wrote regarding it, now you could you could look back into more and say maybe that maybe he there was an inkling in the back of his mind all along about this, like if I get the opportunity. But stuff with De Mateus and 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 obviously De, but De Mateus did the uh, the DC the Legends of the DCU story too. So the De Mateus stuff. You, that was just probably it's just probably random stuff but now you look at it it's always interesting now you look back and see what's what's come down the road to see uh how much you know with how much with hope and love and things like that that are which are universal concepts so it's not like you know any, green lantern has the you know cornered the market on those yeah. concepts but because we know that the, of the, the the importance of all those emotions in in the green lantern universe that i think it it's kind of cool when we when you can find stuff like that Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Yeah. Um, nah, I think that's about it. I, I, yeah, I really don't have any other thoughts on on it. Now, what we should say to people, because but when when this episode comes out, this will be as we're recording this, it'll be a, it'll be a week from today that it comes out. So, November sixteenth. Which will actually be the official tenth year anniversary of your oh, nice. of, the, of the Lantern cast since your well, epi- congratulations your, your episode zero came out on the sixteenth so congratulations Mark <laughs> congratulations Jim <laughs> look, look, we did it yeah 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 your your baby's still alive <laughs> uh, I mean I'm I'm very happy because I enjoy listening to it well. I, we enjoy having you on, so too. So, yeah. and the good thing is, you, I mean, I mean, Dan's been Dan's not been as active as you are because obviously Dan doesn't doesn't have a regular spinoff 
uh, irregular spinoff as er, this year has been. Actually, we have two. <laughs> we have two now that we brought the the, the toy podcast back. And the good news about that is we can pretty much do one of those at any time. So, uh, yeah. but it's it's good that you've even when you guys decided to walk away, you didn't completely walk away. Because it's always oh, your, no. it's always your. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's always gonna, it's always gonna be your show. So it's kind of good that you're still an active participant in it and have a role in it. And obviously, we'll actually be, you'll be on the, when, the true anniversary episode slash Christmas episode. <laughs> you know, I I tell you, as much as much fun as it is coming on, you know, and, and talking with you guys, like by the same token. Every time that I'm on an episode, it kind of sucks also because that means that week I don't have anything new to listen to because I was there. I don't need to listen again. But, you know what I mean? But at least for the anniversary episode, I mean, those, the bigger ones, there'll be stuff to listen to because obviously yeah, they're in different segments. So. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah, it's – yeah, I, I, I understand. It, it, there's, there's, there's nothing out of – there's nothing to – that's a surprise because you know well, we, unless yeah. Chad gets creative in editing that there was nothing there was nothing <laughs> content wise we know what we said um, yeah I won't hold my breath for any creative editing from Chad <laughs> oh man uh, was that a challenge I don't know no, like, maybe, it wasn't. maybe it was Please, no. maybe it wasn't <laughs> no no throwing down the gauntlet so before uh, we, so before we start getting into the closing, is there anything you want to push or promote? Oh God, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I guess uh, yeah. And you know what? There is something I'd like to promote. I'd like to promote the uh, the regular Lantern Cast episodes <laughs> <laughs> because they're very enjoyable. And I think that everybody should listen to them. If if you if you listen to one Lantern Cast podcast this year, and it was this one, well, I don't I don't really know where your head is at, but maybe maybe expand your mind and listen to the uh, the, the Lantern Cast proper episodes because they're they're really good. Dare I say better than this? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate the compliment, but I mean, and you're you're like you're like no no pre-birth is pre-birth is definitely the best. only because I, I'm trying to be objective, so I, I I judge every episode based on based on the content, you know. It's a, I'm not judging it by the color of its skin, by the content of its character. Uh, I, so it depends on the topic. Like I have like I really. I really like Soul War, so I like, and I'm just using that as an example. This, I think, this is good overall. I mean, and then we have you know, some of the episodes of the regular show. It's like there are, I mean, based on the top, it's based on the subject matter. I mean, but I, as I mentioned in the episode that we just put out last week, uh, the one talking about the Green Lantern, that sometimes there's lots of times that we pick a subject we're going to record that I, I really three pounds of monkey crap, don't care. But then, but, but then I read, then I read the book or the books, and it's like, hey, you know, it actually, it actually either was really interesting or was much better than I thought it was going to be, and it, so that's why it's that's why it's hard. I mean, sometimes it's, and then there's other times like when we have to when we've kind of like kind of like gone through some issues, especially of some some of the issues of Green Lanterns. Uh, mostly, I think to be fair, I think it was mostly after Humphreys and uh, before Jurgens. 
that little that little that <laughs> that, that little that little bri- ever so brief period. Uh, even though. Jim, uh... Sealy, Sealy, Sealy. I I, yeah. I did draw a blank. I wasn't trying to be funny. I had drawn a blank. That's why I didn't just say, not exclusively <laughs> the Sealy, because obviously there've been there were bumps in the road in general. Whenever you do any book, there's going to be a bump bumps in the road. But I think the Sealy book, the Sealy arcs, because he was there for such a short period of time, were, were pretty, you know, pretty non-memorable overall. Uh, but yeah. I appreciate the compliment. I'm glad. I hope people still enjoy the show. We try to do what we can, not just with the material, but do other things too that you know interest. Hopefully, the listeners, but certainly interest us. We try to do things that. Uh, hey, and before you know it, it'll be time for another movie preview episode, which is shocking that we're so it's almost January already. <laughs> and I looked ahead at the release schedule. Man, there, there ain't a whole lot that I'm looking forward to next year either. <laughs> Spider Man. I probably Spider Man. Uh, obviously, Avengers four. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what else. It's not. It's not going to be a. Oh, King uh, Godzilla a little bit. But it's, it's not. Doesn't look super stellar at this point. And now all, all I have to cling to now is uh, Creed two. It's the last movie I re- the last movie that I'm dying to see. So, better not oh. disappoint me, man. I mean, yeah, for us, for us, we we can't wait for uh, Mary Poppins and uh, the Fantastic Beasts, the the second one, The Crimes of Grindelwald, which comes out now, which is out now, right next weekend. I mean, comes out next weekend. Damn. Well, technically, technically, let me let me amend my statement. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be out. So I don't okay. want to confuse people. It comes out on it comes out the weekend of the 16th. So as this by the, when this episode gets released, yes, it will be out. So. Uh, yes, it comes out shortly before uh, Wreck It Ralph and Creed come out the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. God, I'm looking forward uh, to Creed. If, if, you know, I I still haven't seen the trailer for that. You haven't? Oh God, you have to watch you. You have to yeah. watch this. This watch the the second one is the first one's good, but the second one honestly is probably one of the better trailers you're gonna watch. Period. You had to. When we get done recording, go find the Creed 2. That's the trailer that came out like a couple of months ago. When we get done recording, it's going, going to, bed. to be I know. It's I'm... going to be a challenge just to make it into the bed. I might just fall asleep somewhere between here and the bed. <laughs> and it's only like I don't know. 10, I'm going to say it's like 10:40. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's 10 feet. It's 10 feet away, and I don't know if I'm going to make it. But when you get a chance, that'll be your homework for the weekend. Give it a shot. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's some, it's this movie I'm so excited about that there's a chance I might not even go seeking out spoilers for it. I can't. I make no guarantee because it's me. <laughs> but if there's a chance, I might. I might not go actively seeking out. To find out exactly what happens in the movie, and, and which would be a rarity for me to go in to something I really want to see, and go in and not have pretty much known the major, the major, the major beats. Uh, I just want to see. Yeah, I'm really, I'm just really excited for it, and I, if it better not disappoint me like Halloween kind of did, which I just saw again. Uh, at, as as we record this, I saw Halloween the night last night again for the second time 
it was a little better the second time, but now knowing the way everything played out and you could look for things you couldn't look for the first time, but it's still ultimately to me disappointing. But but I have I have hopes that Creed won't be because even even Rocky Five had some redeeming moments in it, you know. So if Creed, so Creed, I don't know how bad. Even if Creed Two isn't really really good, how bad could Creed Two be? I mean, I don't think it. You know, it's gonna get. So I I have I have faith I have faith in that. So don't 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 ruin it for me. Oh yeah, we forgot Star Wars comes out next year, but that just shows you how how my how my enthusiasm for Star Wars has been damaged. <laughs> forgot all about Episode Nine coming out next December next December. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think that'll be pretty good. Yeah, that 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 to talk about a movie where the trail that that first trailer has to be good. That, oh, that teaser yeah. that teaser trailer has to be good. Doesn't have to give away tons of shit, but it has to really has to look appealing enough where the fractured fan base, as a, the majority of the fractured fan base on either side, will go, hmm, that looks good or looks really intriguing. I mean, you know, I think as long as they show Kylo Ren without a shirt on, <laughs> and then you know, like a pretty good view of the, you know, the new Death Star or whatever super weapon they're going to create, um, that's the only two things anybody really cares about. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and on that note, and on that note, yeah, let me close this out. Uh, so, if you'd like to contact us with with thoughts about this or LanternCast proper, uh, LanternCast at gmail.com, and the website is LanternCast.com. Twitter and Facebook, you can use GLCast, hashtag GLCast, to locate us on either of those. iTunes and Stitcher, whichever platform you listen to us on, please leave us a positive review. And last but not least, and you better... Square that away if you haven't too. <laughs> Just so oh, Jesus, I see? completely forgot. That's why I figured I'd remind you. And but but I meant to do it earlier, but now seems to be the not so subtle way to do it since I have to say it. Uh, <laughs> seven oh eight lantern. So we actually make sure we still have a voicemail that's active. But assuming yeah. we do, seven oh eight lantern is the voicemail. So let us know what you think. And as far as next episode goes, pro- actually next episode, if I had to hazard a guess, considering. Thanksgiving will be coming up the week after this comes out. Uh, the next one you get might be when we review the Green Lantern 2. Not saying it is, but just looking at the schedule and what we have planned and just putting time aside to start doing stuff for the anniversary holiday episode. That may very well be the next episode after this would be the Green Lantern 2, since I think that comes out December. Uh, I think that comes out the first week in December. So I think that's it. Okie doke. Good night, everybody. Good night. Quarters in session. Averted sound. No appeal on the docket today. Just my home.